audio disclaimer. This episode starts with my audio being over my phone, the, the, thus the poor quality. I do get home and get to my own microphone about halfway through, so if it bothers you that much, feel free to skip ahead or just listen to the drag or parts. Greg, I have one more question for you about driving. <laughs> oh boy, okay. I'm buckled up, are you? So it's not even that crazy of a question. If you're turning, let's say there's traffic situation, you're turning onto a street, either right or left, and it's two lanes, and there's like one person coming, uh, do you, like, if you do the turn and then get in whatever lane they aren't, so you don't actually, like, cut them off and make them do any moves, does that still make you, like, a jury? Is that still cutting them off, or is that a different kind of move? I don't have, I need a visual for this, like, but because you right, said... I turn right into okay. a two-lane street, and there's somebody in the right lane who's going pretty fast, and if it was a one-lane street and I pulled out, I would be a giant dick because it would make them force them to play the right. But I instead pull out and get in the left lane, and I still have, you know, several seconds away from me. I'm not cutting it too close. And they can just keep going uh, like nothing happened. Does that still make me just as much of a jerk for pulling out when it's not a huge enough of a space? Or is that just fine because they didn't have to do anything? If if there absolutely was, if, if this situation is absolutely only one car and there's no risk of you surprising someone else or you didn't see something whatever but in general uh the hard and fast rule is if you are in a right lane turning into a multi-lane street do not change fucking lanes uh, god I, damn it i take the, the rightmost lane and then signal and get out quickly <laughs> right that is I the correct way to do that <laughs> Traffic etiquette brought to you by a demon and a coyote. You know, I think about this shit strategically. I try to think, like, what is the... Is there a material basis for my traffic activity? I almost (laughs) spit water all over my fucking screen when you said that. If everyone drives how I drive, would it be better or worse? Oh my god, Pepper. The answer is worse. The answer is always worse. I did start recording some of that, so maybe that'll be our intro for this episode this week. Pepper discussing road strategy for the quickest way home because Jeebus ran long. And my audio is going to sound great because the microphone is the one that's stuck in the like ceiling of my car, which is off, not good. Uh, but here we are, <laughs> friends, comrades, allies, adjacents. Adjacents, I like that. Adjacents, as a general term of, I'm not into it, but like, yeah, fuck yeah. If you identify as an adjacent, an adjacent to what, you may ask? There's a commission for that. This is Last Minute Politics. I'm Dragor. Pepper's in a car right now. I'm Pepper a car right now. You're Pepper Carote. You're Pepper Carport. I got caught. I worked later than I thought I would, and it's like, well, you gotta go at the time you gotta go, so let's try to make this work. So you'll either hear this, and I will be, or no one will ever hear this, and we don't need you. Yep. I, I will be leaving at the very end because I have an appointment I fucked up and forgot about that is uh, picking up some gender confirming tailored outfits, and I hope to 
feel modestly, physically comfortable in person at First Squared next week and not want to jump out of my skin all the time. Are you getting some fucking pantsuits? More jumpsuits that are getting tailored, and this one has a print. A flowery print. I am... I am... I've been identifying as non-binary for a while, been doing the they-them thing for a while, and it wasn't until the topic really came up of the concept of agender. Uh, A lot of us talk about, or you have heard, gender is a social construct. Okay, fine, but, but what does that mean? It means different things to everyone, but for me, functionally, in an ideal world, I personally do not give a shit about gender and will just wear what's comfortable and what I want. Uh, Non-binary is a much more digestible term for most people because most people are like, for the longest time, are you a boy or a girl? All right. And it's, are you gay or are you straight? And then the whole concept of bi people, you know, there's a whole bi erasure and all of that. It's like, oh, well, you're just, you're just, a bi person's just a closeted gay guy. Like, fuck all that. So why do I bring all of this up? Uh, The Biden administration, and you've seen a lot of topics around this or news around this, is introducing the concept of an X gender marker for various IDs. Uh, Simply put being, previously, you would have M or F, which are largely correlated to what you were assigned at birth, and then you can go through some painful process to maybe get those things changed, at least here in the United States for the most part you can. And now they are moving to introduce the X marker to be more inclusive, the which X is a government division. action thing. They are is, starting the X division in government ID. <laughs> uh, look, don't get me wrong. The, the easy joke that uh, all the X-Men, X-Women, and X-People get the X-Division in the government with an X-Gender marker is funny and amuses me. Oh, mine is a wrestling joke. That's what they call it, the, like, non-heavyweight division, and I think WCW the X-Division. Like, okay. That was uh, the XFL, Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, um, one of our patrons shared this link that I am going to reshare. It is the White House stock of briefing of the Biden and Harris administration advances equality and visibility for transgender Americans. And we'll get to, are they actually advancing equality? Because, uh, you know, we, you, if you have listened to us before, you know our answer to that is going to be probably not. Uh, visibility, as we continue to say, is important from an individual standpoint, if, if you are a, a, an outlier person growing up, being able to see other people that relate to you is important for your development. A lot of the things in this document talk about visible things that are going to happen, and almost none of them are systemic in terms of addressing and preventing the troubles that we're trying to deal with. Uh, I went through the article. And there's, I'm gonna, I got a couple of bullet points of what they are doing, and then my addition of what are they not doing. So in particular, the easiest one is Trans Day of Visibility, being federally recognized. Uh, what are they not doing? Well, no one, no, no Democrat, the, the Democratic Party, the DNC, has not coalesced and stopped any don't say gay bills which are groundwork for even further erosion of transgender rights on top of it. 
So you get to see the trans people that are going to lose their rights. Yeah. All right, got it. They should take a homeless trans person, just put them up on stage, and then kick them off again. Hey, okay, see you. The day's over. Bye. Oh, my fuck. I love hate that you just said that. Um, uh, X marker on IDs. So, uh, actually, this one is something they are doing that, to me, I identify as a non-binary, agender person, and no fucking way am I ever, 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 as the world is today, going to put a target on my legal ID that says, please fuck with me. Yeah, it's a very, uh, you have to be in some point, some position of privilege to, to realize, you're like, oh, there's no way I would ever be in a situation where authority figures, special bodies of armed men will demand my ID, see it, see this mark, and then uh, open season on me if they want to. So, and then that is actually, like, the distraction element. So what are they doing? Put an X marker on IDs. That is inclusive. That is overall good. One of the things we keep saying is going through the medical system, those forms, those digital forms to increase the quality of medical care need to be more inclusive. Oh, yeah, sure. What are they not doing? They are not providing any meaningful way for poor or disenfranchised people from even getting the care they need to then get an X marker on their ID. This is in tech what we would call bike shedding. Who gives a shit about your X marker on your ID when you can't even get your trans care or you can't get the puberty blockers? Like, they have the, uh, something in either that article, I don't know, they mentioned how, oh, the body scanners are no longer going to have, like, a binary gender thing. It's just going to be one neutral, non-gendered thing for the thing. And it's like, wow, imagine being like, oh, good job, but not ever asking the question, hey, why don't we just stop doing the body scan, which was introduced as a temporary security measure uh, decades ago, multiple decades, a decade, I don't remember, uh, at least a decade ago. Same thing with the taking off your shoes. Same thing with all of our enhanced security measures, which never, ever have any kind of end date. Security measures never go back. Not only end date, they were ineffective. Those measures were not what prevented further harm. Why are, right now, I think they're what, less than 5% effective? Like, less than 1%? Like, yeah, and stuff. there was the original versions that had radiation problems and people got sick, but that was covered up. Anyway, anyway, TSA, we have, I have a different note for TSA and other shit directly related to that. Uh, also next, speaking of TSA, the government is going to give money to airlines to help train and recognize the ex-gender marker. Oh. What are they not doing? Defunding security theater. You, you beat me to it. This is the same thing as cops keep murdering people. We have to give them more money to make them stop murdering people. And, like, do you not understand how incentives works? More funding for sensitivity training. No, never, ever deal with the underlying issues. Like, if you had to sit and do a focus group, Democrats, what can we do that symbolically will help X group? I uh, didn't mean to make that joke. X group without uh, <laughs> actually doing anything, even if you follow on their rules, like ignore all of our socialists, you can call, call those all pipe dreams, because we all know they're never going to just start doing a socialism. They're Democrats and Republicans. Like you just said, they aren't even fighting the, the don't say gay bill. Part of it, like the way it's thrown in, it's, it's like a symbolic move from the right. It is not symbolic in that it will materially make people's lives harder, because now they have to deal with like lawsuits, and they have even few, we are, people already didn't have legal protections, and now they're going like, that even they, the Republicans say they do, 
but it like looks good on a spreadsheet on an uh, So I got to give a couple of asterisks to that, though. All these don't say gay bills do have real world things in terms of they put crazy, crazy fascist restrictions and free speech restrictions in the schools. That is the actual purpose of the bill. The language, yes, but then you go about like, okay, let us try to prosecute this, kind of like the Texas abortion bill. Let us now try to actually use that law, and it's like fucking impossible because they're so. So they are trying, though. Pepper, did you see? (laughs) What? Which attempt are we talking about? Uh, in Texas, it's, I think I have a thing on here later, but it is official. Uh, someone who gave themselves an abortion is being held on $500,000 bail and is arrested. So, like, I used to agree with you, but they're accelerating. Now they're putting in the laws and they're trying to test them quickly. It used to be, like you said, where the law, like, there was never a court test for them. It was just the law passed. And it's, oh, if you do this, then... You might get, lose your job. Like, it was all fear-mongering and vague and abstract, and now it is no longer abstract. We're seeing, we're seeing two accelerants. We're seeing more unionization than ever before, and we're seeing a closing of the loop of uh, conservative, religious, fanatic fascists introducing a law and then testing the law as soon as possible. Well, let me clarify, it, it, I guess, what I think. I don't want to act like there, there are nothing law in that. Oh, yeah, we can just ignore those. They don't actually mean or do anything. Uh, there are the kinds of laws where the only people they will possibly affect are proletarians, working class, normal ass people oh, who yeah. have no money. To, like, if a rich person, first of all, a rich person would never be just giving themselves a fucking coat hanger abortion because it's dangerous as fuck and you could die. <laughs> they would just go to whatever country and get the thing legally with a medical professional standing by while doing it and a team standing by. So, removing that, if a really rich person gave themselves an abortion, blah, blah, you know they would never get that shit actually pinned on them. If you can afford your legal team, I'm sure you can, that there are like ways around this, because these are shittily written laws, but shittily written laws get applied to poor people every goddamn day. <laughs> uh, speaking of, let's bring it back to that White House statement. One of the other bullet points they said, and this is one of the scariest ones, streamlining identity validation. We all can imagine, if we try hard enough, how surface level, you presume, oh, this means I don't have to provide as much paperwork and I can go do all of my shit. What is it more likely to be in practice? They publicly get to know who all the trans folk are. Yeah, if you want to register, you want to put yourself on the list. Well, and it's one of those where today it would be okay to do it, maybe, but then it's like, okay, but the Democrats are doing literally zero to stop fascism, which means they're allies to fascism, which means when fascism takes its next advancement here, there is an entire legal structure already in place with names, addresses, finances of all of us. Like, we're handing it to them. Fuck. Uh, there's a lot more in there that essentially are platitudes that, as I said, don't address systemic problems. A lot of what is in that document is removing the artificial barriers that were put in place. And you see a lot of lib shit back padding that essentially amounts to, we stopped a bad thing. Okay, but you have actual power. What is a thing you, you did? What it, what's an action you took? What's something that's different? As in, go before the bad thing was introduced. Pretend that never happened. You have now gotten us back to status quo that wasn't okay to begin with. Now what? None of that's in there. The biggest one that I have to point out that is the most 
enraging is uh, I lost my tab again. <laughs> Improving access to federal services and benefits for transgender Americans. The top bullet point under that, accessing retirement savings. Which means, existing today, if you have been under the label of trans in any way, shape, or form, there's a good chance you were fucked with on your retirement savings, you were fucked with getting any federal service that was a right to you, that, like, might not... What does retirement have to do with being trans? Why do we have to work on that? None of the shit in this list addresses any of the underlying things that got us to the point where a president has to come out and say, trans people will make it so you can get your retirement saving. Trans people don't even usually make it that far because we all have lower life expectancies. That's the ghoulish part is that, yeah, the average life expectancy of trans people, especially if you're not one of the, like, one of the very few privileged, like, has a bunch of money trans people. If you're your average, normal, everyday, you're more likely to be homeless. You're more likely to have no connection to your family. You're more likely to face uh, exploitation at an even higher rate than your average proletariat. And, uh, yeah, you're not going to make it to retirement. You definitely don't have a job that gives you a retirement. These are federal retirement. That means you have to be also a federal employee. <laughs> this is the only people affected by this. So, uh... Yeah, I originally had that under headlines. That turned into a giant fucking topic. Well, just to like kind of put a tiny bit of a cap on that, I guess. This is why I have uh, been led to, not been led to, this is why I have turned to Marxism and historical materialism. Because the step one is like acknowledging, hey, injustice is happening. Then step two becomes like, well, how do we solve injustice? And then you follow around the Democrats and they're like, well, we're going to do a day of visibility or we're going to do a... Like, we're going to wear our shirts, or we're going to put on a kente cloth and take a knee in the Capitol and then do absolutely nothing materially for them. Okay, well, it's not that. And then I ended up at communism marks. I'm like, oh, okay, here are the, here are the method by which one could attain and keep uh, their rights, like the rights as we uh, imagine them. Like, how can we go about actually making that happen? Oh, well, it probably requires these steps. Like, these seem to be the group of people who are the most serious about actually accomplishing some gains. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that is a good segue to a topic that's a little bit more me-focused because it's tech, which is good since I'm here. Uh, I'm sharing a tweet, and I'm going to read it. And it says, Y'all, I can't with these discriminatory hiring practices. I was just rejected from a role, a job, for not being technical enough when I asked for more feedback and was told it was a lack of familiarity with the technology they were using. This person wrote the free open source software package that this company was relying on and was cited for not being technical enough. It's like saying you need 10 years experience for the field that has existed for five years. It's just a, yes. oh, you're completely full of shit and this is just a nothing. You just don't want to hire me for whatever reason. Not that they don't even want to hire them. It's that the asking prices, it all boils down to money and power. Uh, very specifically, a job I am now no longer at, uh, I'm going to put concrete terms. This is all very technical. Any of y'all in the chat, if you need me to clarify anything, let me know. Uh, there is a programming language and platform called Node.js. Uh, I have been working on it for, like, using it just for fun and as a professional 
since about a year after it came out. And it's like 12, 13 years old now. So at the time when I was hired by this company, it was to be a specialist in this platform. Uh, I had been working in it for eight years, which was about five times as long as anyone else at this company that was using it. So they're like, oh, we got someone to say yes to our shitty wages to come here and teach us this shit. And what happens as soon as I get there? Constantly being told, oh, well, that's not how we do things here. They wanted a cog. They sold me a lie that I would come in and actually get to have agency and you know, do my thing. Like the thing I want to do, which is problem solving with code. And I wasn't even allowed to do that for no real reason other than their authoritarian structure was a new young person. Uh-uh. Not allowed. Oh, Wild Pepper's doing that. I found some funny things that I call the sad but true woke So I am going to copy this image, maybe, and I'm going to paste it. In oh, the wait, chat, wait, and I'll read it for the episode. Okay, I'm home. I'm getting gone for a second. Beer <laughs> Can back. I try the queso, you ask? The Chipotle employee sighs and pours some into the palm of his hand and reaches over the glass. Gently, you lick from his hand, trying the queso. It's good. He rubs your hair as you eat. Great customer service. I have been dying <laughs> at the concept of this. Like, this scene could fit perfectly in. Uh, idiocracy and like no one would blink right <laughs> uh <laughs> so misfit raider in the chat says that's the start of a very hot rp zero out of ten didn't call me good boy uh the other silly image which i friggin love uh there's a long-standing joke uh, in, uh, at least in my experience growing up in, uh, gay man queer spaces, what's the running joke? It's a room full of bottoms. Tops are disappearing because the people are tired, overworked, and just want to lie down. Increase minimum wage and paid time off and the tops will return. This is science. Fun and true. But the reply follow-up, because this tweet reached uh, escape velocity for this person. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to do well. This isn't what I want to be remembered for. And just that type of thing is silly and fun to me. Alright, those are the silly topics. Now let's get angry and sad again. Uh, I have another little headline that's just kind of a general, generic fuck degrowth. It's not even a news story or a headline. But, uh, just in general. Anyone who's, like, anyone who overly romanticizes or fetishes that they want society at large, they want all individual people to grow their own food, no! That's degrowth. That's the opposite direction. We want increased specialization and increased cooperation between the specialists. I don't want to have to grow shit. What I do want is my food to come from a good source, not have pesticides, not harm the planet, and be fucking delicious. 
you can do all of that with crazy amounts of technology and not harm me, the food-eating meatbag. The last topic we have to get into is a poll I did. I guess I'll start talking about that. We'll do that overlap and then anything else I missed next time. So, uh, Motor City Furcon posted a letter, what, the, the Monday after, Tuesday after their convention. Uh, they overall had what seems to me was a successful event and raised a shitload of money for their charity. Jack, can you Huge hear me, by the congrats. way? I can hear you. Great. Huge I'm congrats. Back. Congrats to Motor City Furcon for having what seems to be a successful overall event. Yes, MCFC. Uh, their letter, however, points to nothing I would actually say is anything special. They highlight a couple of things. People partied very hard. Uh, any convention you've ever been to, if you've been a con runner, at some point the hotel is going to be like, hey, your attendees are sleeping in the hallway. Make them stop. This is not you new. This is not unique to MCFC. This is not unique to First Squared or Anthrocon. Uh, people want to go to cons, and finances are rough. And sometimes you try and figure it out. And sometimes you fall asleep on a couch in a hallway. Uh, the more severe ones of the state of the bathrooms is definitely problematic. Uh, First Squared has had some vibrant years, shall we say. And we have said... So, like we always say similar to our own attendees watch out for each other if you're partying so hard you can't get yourself to a bathroom on time and not make a mess then you have gone too far you have risked hurting yourself you have risked hurting those around you and you have risked hurting the reputation of the event none of this is new the big sticking point that showed up in the letter is uh both feces and smearing of bathrooms, both from drunk and vomit and what have you stuff, to the ABDL baby fur side of things, where I guess, yet again, a bunch of selfish people did not clean up after themselves correctly. Who's diaping? Uh, Look, Dragor, it is very important it, to my sense of stealth and personal expression that I be allowed to shit all over a hotel room, and if you talk to me about that, you are a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there there are layers to this one. Many, many layers. Let's let's clear the air up front. Neither Pepper nor myself nor anyone we really hang out with has any interest in punching down or belittling someone for what they like to do, sexual or otherwise. You do you in the most positive sense of the term. I know people who shit in diapers all the time, except I never know when that is happening because that's kind of it's kind of a key part of, of me not participating is, they, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I'm, I'm, you know, don't I'm force, don't, if you are forcing participation with your kink on someone else, that is not consensual. Fuck off. Uh, that, in, that includes making quite a, uh, quite an aroma in a crowded room where no one consented to it. It's like saying that you're not allowing me to be gay because I'm not allowed to ram my cock into your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's hey, not part Pepper, of it. some people are into oral sex. <laughs> Good. Uh, so by default, the letter that dropped was great. It <laughs> was direct to the point. Said, hey, thank you. We had a good event. 
here are these things that are a problem. And as someone who's about to run a convention, uh, that another con wrote something so succinct, direct, and inclusive, oh, it makes my job easier. So why, why is there furry discourse? Uh, two reasons. First is Twitter in general. Uh, this letter drops, and it wasn't hard immediately, right away. And that threads replies, and in general, oh, fucking baby furs, oh, ABDL. You want to you wanna know how every last one of us furries dealt with that for 20 plus years? Oh, fucking furries, oh, gross furries. It's the same thing, just one's way more harder into a kink. And it's speaking for an entire class of people when it was just a couple of people, pardon the pun, being shitty. I only have one piece of actual controversial possible, I don't know, statements about the thing. And it's like, there are people who seem online, I hate that I talk about it. There are people, it's so fucking vague, uh, that want to, like, if you seek to weaponize identity and the identity you seek to weaponize is your personal enjoyment of a subculture within the subculture. Like, if I walked around and said that I was being persecuted because of my enjoyment of pause, like, and I actually was, I was like, no, my self-expression entirely, like, you risk sounding a bit ridiculous or really you, you risk, like, insulting uh, historic, actual historically marginalized groups. Like, if there was, like, chattel slavery based on wearing of diapers or, like, oh, I could not get a job because, well, I, I guess uh, you can, you cannot get a job for fucking anything. I shouldn't even use that as an example. Right. But, like, the equivocation of people going, like, I am being oppressed. Like, you're, you're just... You're you're just kind of, you you may or may not be being a bit silly. I have gone to a billion cons, and every one of them has had a baby uh, has had some kind of meat to that effect. Oh, hey, fuck! I wish see there's things I should say at the beginning. I want to like cater, There's like people say baby <laughs> fur and mean three different things depending on who you are talking to. I want to like differentiate between. Let's sure. Do you want me to throw into the out terms. my three? So we hear we hear baby fur. And ABDL, those are the letters. Uh, ABDL, adult baby diaper lover. Those are either together, as in one person likes that whole thing, or people can only be into like the age regression side of things. And it gets like, and any of this, any and all of this, like kind of with kink, there's overlaps among other ones. So there is a lot of BDSM overlap with this because. What's what's one of the main things if you are if you get your rocks off by being controlled? Well, if someone wants to control your bathroom usage, that's an easy avenue, isn't it? All of this so, is 18 and older participants. This is the three uh, categories I'm correct. talking about. There people will say baby fur and they mean three different things. They 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 could or do mean uh like G-rated people who just like their characters drawn really young, like I get art of my character as a baby. Then you have I am sexually gratified by children, and then you have I am an adult doing things with other adults that involve baby sim symbolism, dress, diapers, etc. And only one of those gives me uh am I opposed to Holy, <laughs> like what I'm <laughs> right? vehemently opposed well, to. Well, and even then, the other two we're not going to get into the cul-de-sac, but like at some point, can anyone 100% tell on the internet when someone makes a statement that is a comment on a 17-year-old, is the other person saying it 17? Like, 
there's this weird thing where uh, society at large does this cover their eyes and ears and says, uh, no one fucks until they're 18. Oh, I don't so want to that even, aspect that's, that's too. An, that's an entirely different conversation. I'm just talking about how when people get on Twitter and complain about baby furs, like you get that's the word that is almost always used. Well, I mean, yeah. the other ones do get thrown around, but like if I am going to then even have if I wanted to have a conversation with someone who's like blah 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 baby furs, my first thing is I have to clarify what they even mean because if they mean child pornography enthusiasts, then I, enthusiasts enthusiasts, I probably agree. Like yes, bad go if but. <laughs> if they mean people who draw their characters as children and like that's it and there's it, there is no pedophilia child porn aspect to it or if they're all full-grown adults who just do diaper things that is and but the word thrown out is baby fur and it's like well which do you mean and or which of those three do you mean all of those three some of those three <laughs> so i'm gonna talk about my poll and then pepper we can switch to the other uh the the goh thing because both of these are important uh, so in talking about a lot of this, the discourse you see is without any kind of provocation, these groups are used as punching down for jokes or commentary. How do we know this? Because part of them includes one of those three that is wholly despicable, and that, that's why I but point out it, this language if you thing. Even, if you even remove the wholly despicable one, it still happens. Look at... All right. We're going to use MCFC as the case. Uh, a bunch of people did not take care of literal shitty diapers well and left a mess. And that was rude and gross and awful. Uh, what was the commentary? Everyone hating on... Because what's one of the terms? Like, oh, if you hear a crinkle, run away. I don't know how to tell you this, but like the last 10 years of my great aunt's life, because she couldn't walk around or move... There was a crinkle. None of my family were shitty about this, teehee. So this is why I asked this poll. There's a lot of furry discourse coming out of the MCFC letter, and I was asking, for anyone previously or currently with real bladder and or bowel problems, anything that would make you need a catheter, go to the doctor, a diaper, plastic sheets covering, anything of that nature, I ask, how much is the furry discourse or the simple fact that ABDL, baby furs, any of that is in general used as a punching down target, how much of that impacts you, how much of that is erasing you? As in, furry discourse is really quick to talk about baby furs, how much of that makes people who have actual issues stay silent and in the background? I only got 63 votes, so not a lot of data here. 20% said yes, strongly. 27% said yes, it affects them, but mildly. 28% said no. And 23% said other explaining comments. And I also had a bunch of people anonymously reach out and give me some context. And the general thing, which, you know, we kind of already knew, you know, I've known it as an asthmatic. Uh, I've known it as just being a general queer person dealing with the medical system. Uh, in general, people get upset at the public's response to incidents like this. To clarify, when you reach for those shitty punching down jokes, there are a bunch of invisible people that have their problems, that are handling them in private, and feel that sting every time because you want to take a pot shot 
at some overall innocent little weirdo. Well, I hope none of these people who who have medical uh, necessity, like medically necessitated, uh, like help like this. I hope they are not just uh, dumping their coloscopy bag in the in the stall and walking away, and then someone's finding it the next day. Because I would also ridicule that person, regardless of uh, medical needs. Correct. Like if you took your <laughs> pad and fucking threw it on my car hood, I would. How dare you? Are you sexist? Or you you don't people who menstruate you don't respect? It's like no, get your fucking blood off of my face <laughs> you can... i mean to be fair though i do support putting those used pads and such on like the people that are trying to control women's bodies like yeah do that to their cars and their faces. like yeah this is not a ew vaginas thing i'm very much not no. that kind of person <laughs> no this is a it's it's unsanitary and yeah it's just, like you look, don't ex- you don't want it you don't expect it you're not pissing on people outside of their convent if i have convent, very consent. vanilla sex and then sling around my jizzy condoms at people <laughs> like that is equally unacceptable <laughs> so it's not that i th- think this conversation is irrelevant but hope uh, people who are upset online they're either conflagrating uh, they're, it's either like a, a pedo's bad thing which everyone here agrees with because we don't have term- we don't have terminology to separate these things we just have one word baby fur and to some people that means pedophile to some people that means a full grown uh, adult wait, well, no 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 wait a minute you just brought up a very uh, important topic to some people it means pedophile no Fuck them. They're wrong. They don't get to say that. They don't get to project. Yeah, well, Dragor, what are you going to do? Walk up to every child and say, how dare you not know the thing? Punch. <laughs> no, not you a child. Lack adults of saying that. Because okay. that's the same fucking flavor as the gays are pedos. Like, they, there is always this excuse of finding kink and using it as an excuse for, ah, they're pedos. Dragor, are you saying that there is not a relatively like, a sizable group of people who enjoy, who are child porn enthusiasts who also call themselves baby furs? So all of furs invalidated because of the zoo furs? I've seen them on the internet. <laughs> I well, know no, answer me. What would you say? Your argument is the same as furry is over because of zoofers. That's the argument you just made. Well, no, because there's definitional difference in there. People, when they, at least furries, when they say furry to each other, they do not mean person who has sexual contact with animals. We have a separate word for that. Zoophile. (laughs) Hey, Pepper, what's the term for people having sex with children? It is not commonly used that way. Our common parlance in our culture does not use it that way. And what you're complaining about is lack of education. I that... Uh, you can't claim that and that it does happen, but we are also talking about Twitter, which is also another type of selection bias of awfulness, and I don't think that's actually the case. I don't think most people, I don't think even a third of people are swapping out baby fur and really mean pedophile. They might be uncomfortable, but I think brass tacks, if you were to ask that, the answer would overall be no. We have learned a bit too much over the years to, to, for that to be the case. Maybe 15 years ago, sure. If there is a sizable group of people online who want to say that liking paws, and if they look like like animal dog paws, have like paw pads and claws, makes you zoophilic, I think you are asking for a huge jump in a nuance that does not exist in our common parlance at the moment. Uh, no, no one's talking about that on paws, but uh, many people get accused of being zoophiles because their fursona has a knotted cock. That's a whole, that's a slightly fucking, that's a conversation. Because <laughs> I would not be able to jump out and be like, "No, 
and that it is no one thinks that people with knotted cock penis dog art uh, on their character is a zoophile only idiots would think that's like oh, yeah, I don't know I think people are pretty there's definitely fucking discourse on that as well in the same way that there is discourse on we have one single word that means three different things I mean having ADBL actually kind of helps because then like oh look a different word hooray because the A says adult <laughs> it's right in it I that know. is the key that's, it's really good I like I All like right, it. so I only have like five more minutes. Um, here's here's the whole recap on how how do you, as an individual who doesn't know about any insert any kink here, this is in the abstract. How do you know whether or not you should be upset with it? All right, are you ready? Here's a guide. Does it involve other humans? Thank you, Jesse. Yes. Does it involve other humans? Okay. If what you're doing does not, at the end of the scene, leave you or the other human physically or otherwise mentally harmed. In isolation, if no one else sees it, does it matter what you do? Two adults locked in a room, no one's going to hear about it, no one's going to get hurt, everyone is informed consent in there, does it matter what happens in that room? You're trying to be like Amazon and write a perfect rule for who can show nipples on the internet. It's literally fucking impossible. <laughs> you just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm leading the case with, you'd have to go out of your way to invent some stuff to say what two people do consentingly among each other that doesn't have any harm associated with it is bad. In context, if people want to do a role play scene where let's let's do it the the baby fur icky one. Someone's gonna do a baby fur incest role play scene. I gagged a little saying it, but. Both of those people are consenting adults. There is no real kid. There's the, all of it is fabrication. The only way it works is because none of it is real. Because you have informed consent, you can't you can only role play a BDSM lack of consent scene because you can only enter in the scene purely through consent. I wish more people would just be like, "Uh, oh, I didn't need to know that." Moving on. Well, so, speaking of I didn't need to know that moving on and what you just said you wished, uh, <laughs> these, these are not related in any way other than that they have the same kind of subject. Like, the two incidents are not connected. They don't have, like, the same staff members, not the same people or anything. They're just both things that happened within furry within a, a couple of weeks of each other. No, two weeks of each other. It was back-to-back, week-to-week. Fernal Equinox was going to have a guest of honor. That guest of honor uh, is, like, on Twitter talking, like, very pu- publicly about how they do not like... Uh, I think I think they just said but I don't I don't know enough specifics to like don't quote me on any of these things but they were anti baby fur I don't know if they only used the word baby fur I don't know if they used the word cub porn or the ABD I I think they've always just been saying baby fur and uh, they had a loud angry response from people on the internet on Twitter and as a result uh, eventually that GOH is not the GOH anymore. It's phrased in the statement as like, we both mutually agreed to just not, and you don't know, like, was it they're real mad and they like forced the other out, or did they actually say, you know what, I don't even care. I'm le- <laughs> My tiny bit of inside baseball is like, I know a friend of their friend, and they, they said, oh, their attitude is basically, uh, they do not care if they get the GOH slot or not, and if it's too much of a pain in the ass, they just won't. So I, I do believe when they say that they were, it was a mutual decision to not uh, be GOH anymore. What I did see on Twitter for just like doing a tight, like a very skim forensic, just look over what kind of tweets, man, sure. People sure thought it was appropriate to send them uh, cub porn. 
<laughs> publicly on Twitter, like uh, and diaper art and all kinds of shit that uh, they don't, they did not want to see. <laughs> nope, nope, no. Fuck off. <laughs> now let's let's be clear. If Mitch McConnell came out and said "boo baby" for yeah, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell has power. Yeah, send that shit to him. This is a small time furry artist. <laughs> like, well, small time no. in the way we're all small time. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do not do that to each other. <laughs> I've heard you don't like this kink. Let me throw it at you. Great. Good job. Oh, my God. Uh, to be and clear, for all you know, that person might have like a trigger associated with it. They have like, a child, which is why they're why they have such an adverse reaction. They have literal children. And they're like, I am fuck all that. I do not care about nuance. Keep it away from me. Oh, they, I didn't even know that. They have a Great. Child. <laughs> that is an even better example. That is someone who drew a boundary that did exactly for the most part what I ask. And that's don't like it. Don't want it. Leave me alone. What's wrong with that? Why, why did that become a problem? As far as I know, they were not calling for like the banning of uh, baby furs or the banning of certain clothing or that, oh, you can't have the panels or the meats. I don't think any of that was called for. This wasn't like, it's either me or them. I don't like in that situation, I would, I would be more swayed of, okay, well, the community wants this and you don't fit with it. So <laughs> this is a person where the baby first if they would if they hadn't said anything on twitter they never would have like known it happened and it would have just gone off and we would have had a normal it would have had a normal convention everyone happy so <laughs> then it becomes like well she shouldn't have her, her <laughs> i won't put word in people's mouth she shouldn't have these uh, hurtful opinions if she wants to be goh and it's like ah, if you go to every single goh of every single con and ask them enough questions you will find a thing that they don't like that you like that you're like oh, oh. My pearls are being clutched. What was hurtful about the attitude? Uh, she doesn't like them. She doesn't like babies. She doesn't want to talk to them. She's and? not. She's a, a bit rude when people send her shit she doesn't want to see. Like, <laughs> they weren't nice So, enough. like, essentially what we're getting at is what was the offense? What did they do wrong? I think they would, uh, the, the claim that would be made is that they were accusing baby furs of being pedophiles. And then it comes like, well, what is an, acu an accusation? And it's like, well, is that, was that in response to you sending them creepy art? <laughs> if you send them cup for it and then they called you a pedophile. Yeah, because they, they, they closed the loop. They made it self-fulfilling and proved ah, the person's point. There's no big point I have to make about this. And, well, and even then, when I say they, I mean the, the awful minority of people that did that because did every baby fur have this stance and do that no so i don't know in it, summary i think depending on what's happening like everything's situation crazy. specific we should freaking chill out uh go if you go after any human being they will have faults that you could probably justify as for they should either lose their job lose their goh spot lose whatever uh because of what pepper and i talked about pre-invasion Pre-invasion, where no one really didn't know all that much, uh, there were people coming. They finally went, moved on from you and tried to come after me and oh. specifically tried to tell people to not go to First Squared and if they already registered, get refund. Now, I did my usual of fucking ignore it and it worked, thank goodness. It's the kind but, like, me too. <laughs> I didn't fully ignore it, but I did not get in and fight in the comments. Like in the initial, people like no Twitter in your initial post, no Twitter, no Pepper in your initial post. You argue it's like yeah, well that was before like the cancellation had begun. But as soon as that shit started, I just I just didn't. I didn't get in the comments and fight with people. Yeah. I de started deleting like my seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, twelfth replies to shit that we're just gonna get screenshotted out of context. All right, uh, I have to go pick up gender conforming tailored stuff. 
Uh, Pepper, take us home. Don't get us canceled. I am going to talk about <laughs> the family and maybe abolishing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I, I, good luck. Uh, nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. The new Simpson heard that for a while and uh, what it initially meant to me was like oh man these oppressive families like especially if you're a if you're queer uh we the nuclear family does not have a great uh track record with with gay lgbt etc anyone who's weird at all actually anybody who is in any way like atypical whatever that means like the nuclear family does not have a great history what we think of as the american nuclear family mom dad kid uh dad works uh, mom raises the family like you know the the leave it to beaver <clears throat> make america great again never really actually existed for most people nuclear family and you hear the rallying cry abolish the family i'm like yeah man that it seems like an oppressive structure we should abolish that like my family sucks we should abolish this uh communists kind of in the same way that Communists and anarchists both want to abolish the state. We want to have a stateless, classless society. Communists just go, hey, after the revolution, there will be inevitably a counter-revolution of uh, either ex-capitalists or sympathizers who will try to make America great again uh, at post-revolution. So, like, we're going to need some kind of structure to, you know ensure that socialism and communism continues until we, that socialism continues until we can get into our full-on communism after a few generations in when the state has simply melted away because you don't have to like we we did it <laughs> people aren't fighting each other over food anymore so there's no one who needs to stop people from fighting over food etc a lot of the functions of the state will kind of just disappear and be well not disappear they'll just be absorbed by regular people just doing the things that need to be done in your town like anarchists talk about so abolishing the family is kind of one of those like do we mean abolish the family like we should stop having husband wife uh kids what I mean by that is I want to talk about abolishing the material basis for what we consider families, like the bourgeois family, the whole mom, dad, kids. Yeah, like that's that's sort of based on, like if you think uh, the whole like generational wealth, the king, queen, the hereditary power being handed down from generation to generation. My dad owned blah, 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 and then he passed that on to me, and then I passed it on to my son, and now we're the king, and we rule the town, and we've accrued all this wealth, like... We think of, oh, the nuclear family in the way that it's sold to us. It's like, oh, our happiness with me and my loving partner and our offspring and our dog. And first of all, that never happens for anybody. We all talk about how the American dream and that type of perfect nuclear family is essentially a myth sold to us to keep us going to our crappy jobs to keep capital happy and in profit. Where in reality... It's like an economic basis for that. That's because people wanted to hold on to the power. If you could, you could throw in uh, the sexism element of we want to keep women barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Like that's kind of some from the nuclear family shit. But what is that based on? They can say sometimes it's based on Christianity. But we're like, what is it? Why do people stay in families that you look at them and you're like, oh, this is like a this is bad. Like this is hurting you. The kind of families that we would want to abolish. The kind of structures. The kind of coercive structures that we do want to abolish when we say abolish the family. How many people do you know who it's like, yeah, my partner is abusive and blah, 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 but like I'm stuck there because they own the house. I don't have a job. Uh, we have the kids. Like 
economic reasons that you are stuck, locked into a quote-unquote family. I mean, millennials, how many of you have a crappy roommate who you would definitely not live with except for, I? Ah, they pay rent, we gotta keep living together, like... How many polycules are out there with, well, this one person makes all the money and we better, <laughs> like, and it's not that that situation has to be explicitly exploitative, but the power relation there is there regardless of how nice the particular, I guess, man of the house, for lack of better phrase, is. If you're the one who owns the house in your family and you have all of the economic power, the rest of your family does not. Like, by design, like, by, by definition. If you are the only person with agency in your, quote, family, like, you can see where the coercion comes from. That is the, what we wish to abolish. We wish to abolish coercion in the family. Let us do a hypothetical. Imagine a nuclear family where it is entirely the choice of people to be there. Where if we have a straight couple, husband, wife, children... And everyone is happy in the situation. The husband, the husband and wife, good relationship, like support each other, nice partnership, nothing. Like neither of them controls each other. Neither of them has economic leverage to wield over the other. And let's say the freaking dad works, mom raises the kids, does domestic functions, freaking crochets home, does whatever they're doing. Oh, things have gone bad. This marriage is no longer good. People change. Shit happens. Maybe somebody fell in love with someone else. And what they now want is to exit that family. <laughs> Without the, oh crap, my husband has the job and uh, I can't possibly support myself. I'm just going to end up on the streets or my kids will end up on the streets or all of the horrible negative things involved with like shaking up uh, your economic security. Imagine what kind of families we could have then. Like, <laughs> imagine a nuclear family without coercion where, yeah, in the future, we probably will still have like... Sorry to say this, gays. Straight people are going to continue, like, getting together and being couples and getting married and doing such things. So, like, you ever see trad wives? People who are like, ah, my, my whole thing I love is I want to be a traditional wife. Like, in the, the Western, like, Christ, Christocentric way where, like, my husband tells me what to do. And I, well, we can even remove that element. That's a little weird. Uh, like, my husband works and I am I put on pretty dresses and I dust and I do the vacuuming and I wash the clothes. Some people just actually fucking want to do that. And I think you should have the freedom to do that if that's what you want to do. Like, we're talking about labor that definitely needs to be done like the housework needs to fucking get done and if that's what you like doing you should be able to do it i personally kind of enjoy vacuuming i run the dishwasher i do a lot of the domestic chores here i like and i also you know i also do things that pull in my i do what americans would call real jobs also but i like it and i'm glad that i have that option at the moment i have the tiniest bit of economic freedom that i get to uh, i get to make that choice uh at the same time if i didn't do it nobody's fucking doing it. <laughs> I want a world where we are free to be trad wives if we want to. If you want to freaking put on a sundress and bake a pie and, <laughs> and clean the windows, I think this should be an option for you. I don't think that the structure of man-woman-children needs to be abolished because the structure of man-woman-children being a family is inherently, essentially evil or bad. That is the point I'm trying to make. And now I'm here without anybody to freaking push back at me. Chat, you should disagree with me at least. No, someone just says LOL. That <laughs> I need someone to fight with. Ooh, little update things. Um, 
before we get out of here, before I get out of here, uh, welcome to the Pepper End Show. Amazon has a union at Staten Island over in New York. Uh, we've all you've probably heard the story by now. There was an ex uh, there was an Amazon employee worked there for like for a few years in New York. Uh, got transferred to the Staten Island warehouse. He was working there for a little bit. Then he eventually got fired for agitating <laughs> and trying to organize. And then he just kept organizing. Their their tactics included they would hang out at the uh, at a bus stop and just talk to workers. They were like leaving work like hey. I used to work there, blah, 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 and talking about a job. And uh, the, one of the biggest tactics, he said he just did a, a million barbecues. He just kept bringing people food. Like, he, he ended up gathering and organizing a lot on the back of just, hey, uh, come have some free food. And then, you know, once they're there, you get to have the conversations, which is funny because that's also how a lot of your, uh, like, doctors and pharma reps do it. They just bring the, because it's not illegal to, it's illegal to just walk up to a doctor and bribe them to, hey, give this medication to all of your patients. But it's not illegal to just bring them food all the damn time and become their friend and then say, hey, Hey, you should. Oh, <laughs> like this same power can be used for good, and that seems to be what happened. And uh, note that it's not that the only movements that get off the ground, especially the only movements, the only like small pocketed, uh, short term movements get off the ground if they are uh, like started by the people themselves. But I would credit the success of this one to the fact that it was started. And done, not just like it wasn't hasn't been handed off to some other like NGO or big moneyed thing or like the Democratic Party or whatever. It was started by and continues to be run by the people themselves, the actual workers like this wasn't. And this is in AOC's area. This wasn't AOC went down to Staten Island and helped whip up a union. This was somebody got fired, was pissed before, was even more pissed after. And then with no outside help from any other union either like we talk about the was the the bessemer the south carolina one uh that uh, lost but no that vote's still going because there was fuckery from amazon so the votes are going to get recounted yeah that has the backing of other uh, another union it's not an amazon union but it's just you know you attach yourself to united auto workers or to the teamsters or whoever because they have a structure in place where they can like okay we have like a, some money and a secretary and a way to print flyers and like they have the structure there this person built that shit all from scratch, and that's the one that worked first. How many millions of dollars have been poured in by uh, conventional unions and did not attain this level of success that a guy, uh, some food, and talking to normal-ass people accomplished? The lesson to take from this would be, if you have a workplace where you have... If you have a workplace... <laughs> Try organizing it. Like, fuck it. We have now proven at Amazon, the one of the biggest employers in the entire nation got unionized at one location only because some ra just random employees just did it. They didn't piggyback off another union. They just filed the paperwork, then had the vote, and won the vote. Well, they won two votes. First you vote to have the vote, and then you vote. <laughs> And they won the vote. And it was not a, like, 90% grand slam. They won with, you know, enough of a margin, but relatively tight. All of that fighting, all of that agitation, all of that organization was absolutely necessary. And in this case, was highly successful. Uh, we'll see what gains get made for the employees to see, like, how long-term it is. But, damn, so far, they have already done the hardest thing, which is get it started. If you have people, if you got enough employees, if you got fucking 10 people working at your job uh, and you can get six of them to vote for the thing, unionize. Just try it. We have now proven if they can do it at an 
Amazon warehouse. This is like if you unionized the fucking like Legion of Evil, whatever. <laughs> the, the DC comic, the fucking Council of Doom, whatever it is. Ah, our wait staff has unionized <laughs> in the halls of evil. <laughs> oh, it's very hopeful. I'm, I was very glad to hear that news. It's a good time. I'm very proud of the Amazon. Like, oh, seeing the freaking possibly the, the most cathartic video I saw in the last month has been uh, just them outside of or a courthouse, union house thing. Freaking when they found out that they won the vote and they're going to unionize. Oh, I, I want to be there. I want to be at one of those. I want to be at one of these victory parties. <laughs> and hopefully all of us will be at more of them uh, in the near future. All right, everybody. This is Pepper Coyote. This has been Last Minute Politics. Dragor was here a bit ago. Thank you for putting up with my crappy phone audio, assuming it even got in and made the cut. And if it didn't, then it didn't. Uh, <laughs> keep agitating. Point out the contradictions where you have them. Talk to your neighbors. See who around you, like, owns jumper cables, because when shit goes down, it's going to be you and the people who live right next to you, even if they suck. Maybe they'll suck less if they're friends with you. All right. Good night, everybody.